Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am coming from you live from Turks and Caicos Islands in the Caribbean. And I'm looking out at the ocean here from from our condo. And I'm just feeling really grateful. I've got so much energy pulsing through my entire being. I just came from Machu Picchu. I was there for a week in Peru. And then we did the day trip to Machu Picchu. And I am just, I've, I've had such an amazing, amazing shifts in the last week. And it's just been incredible. So I'm excited to be here with you. And I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. And I haven't gotten the topic. I was, nothing was given to me beforehand. I just knew that I wanted to be here and live with you. Last week I had the replay. So I wasn't live with you and I didn't record anything for that week. And the week before that, my husband uh, fell ill and we were in emergency the night before and at the time of the, the live show. So again, I, I, I feel like I haven't been with you for a couple of weeks and so much has shifted, so much has changed. I'm really excited to, to share whatever message is meant to come through today for you. And let's, before we go anywhere, let's just take a moment. I'm just going to invite you, if you're listening, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to the podcast later, I want to invite you just to take a moment to close your eyes if you can, if it's safe to do so, close your eyes and just take a deep breath into your lungs. And as you exhale, let the breath fall out of your mouth with a bit of a sigh, a bit of an awe sound, and just land here in this present moment, right here, right now. And take a couple more deep breaths like that in through the nose and out through the mouth with a big ah sound or sigh sound. And just let your breath anchor you in this present moment. And as you're tuning into your breath, you may become aware of something that's going on in the physical body, or you may suddenly become aware of an emotion or the presence of how you're really feeling. Just be with that for a moment. Just honor what is, whatever's present. No judging, no trying to change, no trying to fix. Just be with what is for the moment. Be with your breath. Be with the emotion that's present. Be with anything physical that's present. Right here, right now. There's a real tendency in our world to resist what is, resist what is present in front of us, resist what's happening in life, resist life as it's unfolding. We can resist feeling our emotions. We can resist what's going on in our mind, which adds to more resistance. And the opposite of resistance is is allowing 
allowing, going with the flow of life, even when it doesn't feel like it's flowing. Embracing, surrendering, honoring. These are all qualities that allow us to let our life lead us, to let our heart direct us, to let the spirit within us guide us in every moment. When we resist, we're putting on the brakes. We're closing the door to our guidance or intuition. We're saying no to the divine. We're saying no to the universal love and support. Resistance is like putting on the brakes or cutting off the the flow of a hose, stepping on the hose or bending it and, and breaking the flow of the water. My definition of resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks and what our heart knows. And the knowing in the heart goes far beyond a lot of times the understanding that we could have at the level of the mind. But as a healer and a teacher and a coach and a counselor, my intention is always to create an understanding at the level of the mind so that we can let go, so that we can surrender up there, so that we can accept what is, so that we can make peace with and allow and be open and be receptive. Now, it sounds really easy. It sounds very simple, but it's certainly not. It's complicated. It's complex. It's difficult to understand. It can be like trying to unravel a, a ball of yarn that's all knotted up. That's the nature of the mind. But in the heart, that knowing is simple. That knowing goes deep. That knowing is clear. And what has happened is we've mistaken knowledge in the head for knowing. And these are two very different things. When we are grasping for an answer, grasping for an understanding, or needing something at the level of the mind, it creates resistance, especially if the mind's not in alignment with the knowing in our heart. So I mentioned earlier, resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. The bigger the gap, the bigger the resistance. The further away you are in your head from the knowing in your heart, the greater the gap, the greater the resistance. Resistance can show up as anger, frustration, irritation. It can be resistance can show up with as behaviors or feelings, but it can also show up as, you know, giving someone a call and getting a busy signal. It can be self-sabotage. There's a lot of ways that resistance can show up. It can be feelings of depression and heaviness. It can be physical pain in the body and illness, a disease. Resistance expresses itself in many different ways. Even an injury or an accident 
can can be can be pointed back to the root as resistance. So it can show up in many, many different ways in our lives. And all that resistance means is that our mind is not in alignment with our heart. That our mind thinks it knows what the heart knows. The mind thinks it knows a lot. (laughs) It thinks it knows all the time. It's programmed to think it knows, but it doesn't know. Only the heart knows. Only the heart knows. The mind can gather knowledge, and knowledge is different than knowing. The mind can hold knowledge. It can collect knowledge. It can research knowledge. But the mind cannot know. It's different. And the knowing I speak in the heart, it's a knowing, it's an intuitive knowing, it's a deep knowing, it's a soul knowing, it's a universal knowing. And the level of awareness we have of that knowing is limited as as a human. But our spiritual side, our, our spiritual body, our soul, our divinity is that knowing. And we are connected to that. When we are disconnected from that, that part of us, that our soul, our spirit, the divinity, when we are disconnected from that, it's very painful. You see, the heart knows oneness. The mind, we are programmed in the mind to believe in separateness. not only our separateness from each other and from everything in the in in this on this planet all nature all animals everything not only do we believe in our minds that we're separate but what is more painful is that we believe that we are separate from ourselves we actually are programmed to separate from our sense of self. When you were born, you were innately intuitive. You were born with a wisdom that went beyond any logic and reason because as a newborn, you had no logic and reason. You just had intuition, an intuitive knowing, an intuitive curiosity an openness to explore the world. When did we unlearn that? How did we separate from that? How did we disconnect from that knowing, from that curiosity, from that intuition? It's all happened in our programming. It all happened in our day-to-day experiences with life as we began to grow. And it all happened as we witnessed those around us that were living separate, separate from themselves. These living, breathing examples all around us of people who are disconnected from them, their sense of self. Now, I'm sure there's a few of you 
in this that are listening that may have had one or two people in your life that weren't and and they were gifts i want you to see them as gifts because most people don't have those experiences most people don't have even one or two examples of people that were living in alignment that were living life by divine in that flow with life trusting their intuition feeling at one with themselves and at one with, one with everybody else feeling connected feeling solid within themselves and solid in the world there's very few people in the world like that and most of the people we were exposed to growing up were disconnected were reacting to life were asleep at the wheel doing the best they could not judging i'm not judging anybody they were doing the best they could at the level of consciousness they were living at because they too are living with that programmed mind they too are living with the belief systems of fear lack and limitation they too are living with the fear based programming we're all living with it we're all doing our best to navigate this world with it and it's coming from every angle not just people in our lives but movies and tv and video games and books we read it's like we're we're inundated by it ads everywhere it's like we're inundated by it. it's everywhere it's unavoidable so we're not going to point and blame but we're going to just create awareness that it's all around us and that it's up to us to stop looking outward and to start looking inward to remember that the guidance comes from within that the directions come from within that the recipe that we seek outside of ourselves is actually within ourselves that the best teacher is there that the best guide is already there within your heart now we can get pieces of the puzzle from others you can get pieces of to piece that you can get tools and little pieces of the puzzle that will help turn you back inward from this from listening to my radio show from listening to my voice and my teachings but all i'm doing is helping you remember to look within all i'm doing is helping you remove all blocks to remembering the love within you the guidance within you the insight the light is all within you So the reason I'm able to live life by divine is because I've done so much work to remove my blocks to love. I've done so much work to clear all the programming and to change my mind back into this beautiful passenger and tool that that follows the heart. Now I do that most of my days it's like that, not always. When my body's compromised, when I have pain in my body or something's going on, I, it's harder for me to stay in alignment. So it takes more work for me in those times. Because I'm reminded of my humanness. I'm reminded of my vulnerability. And the ego mind likes to take over. 
So in the, it's in those times where I'm more susceptible to confusion or uncertainty. So I pause a lot in those times. I take more time to make decisions. I, I join with others that are, that are intuitive so I can make sure that my intentions are clear and that I'm getting the guidance and, and I'm following spirit. I'm feeling the divinity working through me. And I was in Machu Picchu last week. So I went to Peru. I was there for a week. And we went on a spiritual pilgrimage to Machu Picchu. So the whole time was about healing and awareness and clearing and looking at stuff that needs to be cleared and healed. And using the energy of Peru and the mountains and Machu Picchu itself the sacred grounds of Machu Picchu, all of it was used for healing. All of it was used for awakening. And when we use the world and these, these beautiful playgrounds, it actually brings up a lot of stuff within ourselves. When we remove ourselves from our, our daily lives and our day-to-day kind of routine, a lot can come up. So for me, I had this pain in my neck and shoulder, a little bit nervy pain, for pretty much the first four or five days. It was quite intense, intense enough that I had trouble sleeping. It took me a while to kind of find a comfortable position to sleep. So I'm in a strange bed in a strange city and, and my back is sore. My neck is sore and I'm, you know, leading and required to be in alignment to support another. So it was challenging for me. But at the same time, it wasn't as challenging as it used to be because I've done so much work. I've done so much work around my body and accepting that it's sensitive and that this is the body that, that allows me to, you know, I, I, I can feel into people's disease. I can feel into energies that are blocked. I can feel into emotions. I can feel and sense when there's past life stuff. I, like, my body is such a beautiful gift for my healing to come through for, for the energy, for the messages to come through me. And at the same time, it's very sensitive to my environment. It's sensitive to changes. It's sensitive to shifts that are going on around me. And I still have the physical stuff that I'm clearing from my body from years and years of abusing it and trying to deny my gift and numb it out. So as I was traveling, and doing the work, I, I really needed to do my internal work at the same time. And I handled it really well. In the past, I would have gotten upset or I would have, it would have kind of caught, you know, my ego mind would have taken over and it would have got away with me and maybe increased the pain even more. But I really surrendered to it a lot over and over and over again. And I started to get pieces of it and I started to understand what it was there for. And really what it was, what it was teaching me is to, to be okay with the vulnerability of the physical body and to let go of my fear of pain in my body and to let go of my fear of not being able to be a clear channel for someone else while I had this discomfort. And it was really powerful. I had a really powerful experience with that. When we went up to Machu Picchu, we, we didn't do the three-day hike. We took the train and then 
you get to the city just at the bottom of the hill, bottom of the mountain, and then you take a bus that goes all the way up. This was the switchbacks all the way up the mountain. It was like really far drop. Just when you think you can't get any higher, you go up even further with the bus. And it was quite, quite a bus ride to the top. And as we entered the sacred grounds of Machu Picchu, I could feel this enormous energy and beautiful strength and grounding energy, this, this warrior energy almost. And at the same time, it was just like a, a, a warm embrace. The mountain is on, is basically like there's quartz, quartz crystal all through the mountain. So it's basically like one big pyramid of energetic pyramid and, and one big, you know, tuning fork. And I could feel the energy shifting in my body at the same time. The closer we got, like we arrived in Cusco and then went to the Sacred Valley. So the closer we got, I could feel it already shifting and moving. I was working with the energies of, of the mountains and, and the surrounding lakes and rivers. And it was, it was a very amazing experience. And I was really in this beautiful flow with everything. In spite of the pain, in spite of any of the hiccups that came up along the way, I was really in this flow. Doing my own work and my own process as well as supporting another. I was able to hold my light and support someone else. And I was able to surrender to what was happening for me physically instead of resisting it. I didn't quite understand it fully. I wasn't given a full big picture of it. I was getting little pieces of it here and there. But I was able to surrender into it and go with the flow of it. It was a brilliant experience. It was it was it was a life-changing experience. I'll, I'll share more as I as I integrate. I literally just left Peru. I've been in Turks and Caicos for about 24 hours now. I had a huge night of, of, of sleep and integration. There was a lot of energy integrating. And I'm finding that I'm just kind of landing here. Sharing with you the flow of life feels appropriate right now because really that's what I've been doing for the last eight days. And we'll continue to do as I'm here in Turks and Caicos for a while. So take a moment to pause and just ask yourself where, what part of your life or what area of your life do you resist? Do you resist pain in your body? Do you resist disease? Do you resist your weight? Do you resist food? Do you resist relationships? Do you resist a certain person? What is it that you resist? When you resist, when you feel the resistance, when you're either pushing away or grasping towards something, how does it feel when you resist? How do you feel when you resist? What 
do you, what do you imagine it would feel like if you weren't resisting it? If you just surrendered and let go, if you weren't grasping for something to be different or pushing something away, if you weren't doing those things, if you would just pause and breathe and imagine yourself letting go, letting go of attachment, letting go of outcome, letting go of the need for it to be different, letting go of everything for the moment and just being with what is, what if for this moment you could make peace with what is? How would that feel? A lot of times when we're struggling with something, we actually, we spend so much time and energy. We expend so much time and energy. Grasping for something to be different, trying to hold on to something that we're meant to let go of, holding on to the point where it's dragging us. And it's painful and it's uncomfortable. And all we really need to do is let go, but we hold on. Why? Why do we hold on? Because humans hold on. We're trained, we're programmed to hold on, to hold on to things longer than we need to and to push things away that, that we are afraid of. But sometimes those things that we're afraid of are actually going to have the greatest impact on our lives. We push things away that we're afraid of because we're, we've been taught to, to fear risk. What are we risking? Being judged, risking losing something. But what if, what if letting go was freeing you from what was no longer serving? What if you were no longer pushing away fear and you let it in so that you could feel it and process it and move it in a way that actually freed you from it. What if everything we've been taught about emotions is, is upside down and backwards? I talked about emotions in previous episodes, but what, what if emotions are just energy and motion and they just need an expression? They just need to move through you in some way so that it can actually clear what emotions are energy but when we deny ourselves we deny the feelings of those emotions then we, we it doesn't allow us to actually free ourselves from them did you know that you could process anger within 15 seconds in a healthy way if you allowed yourself the expression of anger it would actually move through you and leave Again, that's like going with that flow, allowing the flow of life to move through you. It's like, allow the emotions to move through you. I know so many people whose hearts are closed, feeling like they're, 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 they're closed because they want to protect themselves from being hurt. Meanwhile, they don't realize that they're actually holding in the hurt. A closed heart doesn't protect you from hurt. It actually holds the hurt in. The hurt still comes. It comes in and then it gets trapped in there and it gets held. So it's way more painful.
And I'm speaking from experience too, because I, I, I had a closed heart for a long time. My heart's not wide open yet. I, I'm, I set an intention every day to, to open my heart, but there's still parts of me that are afraid. So I process those parts. I meet, I meet that part with, you know, that little girl in me with compassion. I nurture, I mother her, I encourage her. I still have work to do around my heart center. But it's way more open than it's ever been. And it's way more open in certain aspects of my life. It's way easier to have it wide open than in others. It, when I feel vulnerable, when I feel scared, it, it closes. That's my, that's my human nature. But I don't judge it. Because adding judgment just creates more of a closed heart. So what if you were wide open to let the flow of life move through you? to let the divine have its expression through you, to allow the emotions to be felt and move through you. These are all human experiences. We're here for that. We're here to learn to embrace our humanness, but at the same time embody our divinity. When we can do both, we'll have a very different experience of life. I've talked in previous episodes about the, the three stages, life by default, life by design, and life by divine. Life by default is living like we're asleep at the wheel. 80% of the population is living there, feeling like life is happening to them, like it's out of control, out of their control, and, it's, and, it, and they're a victim of circumstances. Life by design is when we start to wake up and we start to realize that there's more to life, that, that we're actually a little bit more in the driver's seat than we realize and that we actually have a way to create an amazing life. And then we drop into a deeper surrender of life by divine, which where we allow the divine, we allow the beautiful spirit or our soul to actually override our personal will so in life by design we still have our personal will we feel empowered we feel good we're, we're we're creating great things in the world but there's still we still have some control we still have the ego still in there when we embody life by divine we allow the divinity to work through us we allow spirit to work through us and that's where the real Magnificent miracles happen. So life by divine is, is really allowing your soul's will to take over and, and you release your personal will. And you allow this flow of energy and, and life to move through you. It gives you words. It gives you gestures. It gives you everything. It gives you nourishment. It gives you life. It, it fuels and feeds the physical body in a way that's sustainable. And it carries us through all of the challenges that show up on our path in a way that we couldn't otherwise experience. So we, 
We walk with deep trust and blind faith, knowing that we're totally taken care of in every situation, in every moment. Imagine the freedom that comes with not having to figure it all out in the head anymore and to tap into the knowing of the heart. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself and the greatest gift you can give others. So as we go to a quick commercial break, I want to just take a moment for you to take some deep breaths and just really sink into your heart space and just pause there and breathe there and be there. And as we come back from commercial break, we're going to continue on our conversation and we'll see where we go. We'll see where the divine leads me because I, I have no idea. I'm just opening my mouth and letting the, the words come through. It's, it's I love doing that. So I'm just a channel today and always for whatever message needs to come through for you. So it may land where it needs to and may it inspire you in the way it's meant to. We're going to take a short break. You're li listening to Life by Divine, and I'm your host, Sue Dume. I'm grateful to have you here, and we'll be right back. Imagine a one-of-a-kind sacred transformational experience that is infused with high vibrational healing energy and personalized guidance and insight. Receive a one-on-one -on -one live private intuitive healing experience with Sue as she follows her guidance and delivers exactly what you need in the moment, leaving a lasting imprint. During this private healing experience, Sue draws on a multitude of gifts, skills, channeled healing, coaching, and mind-body-soul insights, a divinely downloaded transmission specifically for you. Whether you have questions about your health, relationships, career, or wish to receive a message from a loved one who passed, or you need a soul retrieval, or support clearing a block or a blind spot, this one-on-one -on -one private intuitive healing experience with Sue will transform you. To learn more and to book a divine appointment with Sue, visit heartledliving.com forward slash intuitive healing. You are listening to Life by Divine, and my name is Sue. I am your host, and I'm excited to be sharing with you today the idea of going with the flow or allowing the flow of life to move through you. And that's been my experience for a long time now. I've, I've learned how to do that. I've learned how to allow life to flow through me. And there's still times I resist, as I was talking about earlier before the break, there's still times I resist, but the resistance, the gap between the resistance is, is smaller, it's not as intense, and I catch myself quicker. So the key behind going with the flow and allowing the flow of life to move through you, allowing life by divine, is that when the human mind comes in and judges what's happening, that you catch yourself quicker, and you don't stay there as long. So it's not about never having negative thoughts or never getting caught up in the mind again. If that happens, it's okay. Don't judge it. Surrender. Forgive those thoughts over and then choose alignment once again. Go within and choose again. The moment you add judgment, 
the moment is the moment you add more resistance. Remembering that the mind is programmed to judge. But we can choose, we are naturally born observers, so we can choose to observe. So in that moment, you have a choice, judge or observe. As you're looking around wherever your environment is right now, as you're listening, and just look around the room and see if your eyes can land on something that you have a neutral mind about. You have no judgment about it. Find something neutral and observe. So we have the capacity to observe. The challenge is our mind is programmed to judge. So when you look around a room, now change your, change your focus onto something else and look at the things that you judge. Now, you might have had a, a hard time finding something neutral that you didn't have any opinion about or story about or judgment about. And now that you're switching gears and looking at something that you can judge, I'm sure you can find a lot of things. So that's what we're programmed to do. Babies aren't programmed judging. They're programmed natural observers. I mean, they're, they're born natural observers. We're programmed to judge. We're programmed to look at something and judge it as good or bad, right or wrong, clean or dirty, whatever it is, we, we, we are programmed to judge. So as you look around the room, can you find something that you have a judgment upon? And can you offer that judgment over and just say, what if I don't actually know about this? What if what I think I know about it is wrong? Who really decides that? What's right or wrong, good or bad? Someone along the way decided it. And someone along the way passed on that knowledge. And just because someone has knowledge that they pass on doesn't mean it's true. When you look around the room, is it possible to look upon something and have no judgment about it? See, we place the meaning on everything we look at. We cast a judgment on everything we look at based on the programming that we received. So what if you knew nothing? What if for a moment you pretended you knew nothing? This is one of the chapters in my book, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, A 30-Day Guide to Navigate Life When the Shift Hits the Fan. One of the chapters is, I know nothing about anything. And the purpose of that is to know nothing at the level of the mind opens the mind. Because if we think we know, we already have a closed mind. A mind that's already made up or a mind that thinks it knows is, is a closed mind. So when we remain curious, we can remain open. A curious mind, there's not as much space here for judgment. A curious mind allows for an opening and a consideration that maybe, just maybe, there's another perspective than the one you're holding. So as you look around the room, 
you've placed the meaning on these objects. You've decided what they are, or you've been told what they are and what they're for. And you can look at a mug and you can have a judgment. Oh, that's a really nice mug. Or you can say, oh, that's a really ugly mug. Or that's mug is too big and that mug is too small. Can't possibly hold all my tea. It, we have these conversations all the time in our minds. What if we didn't really know? What, what if we knew nothing about anything? Just try it on for a little while. See how it feels. I know nothing about anything. Because as long as the mind thinks it knows, it's not open to another perspective. It's not open to another way. It's not open to seeing something in a different light. So our mind has a lot of bias. It has a lot of preconceived ideas and beliefs and thoughts about a lot of things. And then the other piece, which I know I'll talk probably a whole episode on, is just our, our fight to be right. I think I did an episode on this one already. When we're fighting to be right, we'll always feel wrong. Or we're programmed to want to be right. Or we're programmed to fear being wrong. We're afraid to be wrong because we're afraid to be judged. Why do we judge? Because we're programmed to judge. So to stop judgment, we need to stop our own judgment first. And then we need to, sh to shift our own fear of judgment. That's pretty much what my book does. The, the Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong book is, is a, basically a guide of understanding judgment. It moves us from judgment and fear into love and connectedness. How do we unprogram and unlearn and unwind all of that? That's a journey, 30 days. You can do it shorter time and you can do it a longer time, but it, it's a 30-day guide. That's the kickstart to help you. But then the work continues. Because however old you are is however many experiences, years of experience you have in allowing the programmed mind to lead. however many years you have of overriding the heart's intuition and guidance, because we need to think about this first. We need to weigh the pros and cons. We need to be logical. We need to make a reasonable decision. It's like we are not heads. We are not minds. We are souls. We are spiritual beings in this human experience. And in this human experience, we have this beautiful internal GPS. And we have the, we've had this GPS long before there was GPS in the cars, vehicles, on phones. We were born with this natural guidance system. And it directs us towards stuff and it directs us away from stuff. And it's just like a GPS in your car. If you actually turn right when it tells you to turn left, that's okay. It will recalculate the route and will get you back on, on track on your heart-led path. But the challenge is we're, we're not going with the flow of this intuitive, innate guidance system. We're, 
we're judging it, we're resisting it, we're questioning it, we're wondering, we're doubting it, because that's what we've been taught to do. So this isn't something new. This is something to remember you have. This is something to remember how to use. Go back to the basics and remember what it feels like to trust your intuition. You watch an infant, you can see it in action. Young children often have it still. So when you tap into that intuitive knowing, it literally guides you moment to moment, direction by direction, one direction at a time. So a GPS in your car doesn't say you're going to turn, go, go a hundred 100 meters and turn right, then you're going to go 300 meters and turn left, and then you're going to go right, left, right, left, right. It doesn't tell, it doesn't say that. It doesn't give you 10 directions ahead of time. Your, your soul's direction is in the moment, what's the step that's in front of you? Go 100 meters, turn right. Turn right now, then you turn. Then the guidance comes in for the next step. Then the guidance comes in for the next step. But our minds are wanting to know the outcome. Our minds are attached to what is at the end of it. Where are we going? What, what's happening? What's gonna, what, where is it, how is it going to feel? Where are we going to be? And all of, the, all of the answers the mind is all hung up on keeps us living in anticipation or fear of the future. It keeps us from being present in the here and now. Distracts us. The ego mind loves to distract. Because it keeps you stuck, keeps you in fear, keeps you wondering, keeps you worrying. There is a peaceful way to be in life. And that is allowing the life to flow through you. That's life by divine. Allowing this force to guide you. This force is you. You are part of it. It is part of you. Don't be afraid of it. We're only taught to fear it. Once you start to remember, once you start to really use it again, once you come to trust it again, it's a beautiful journey with this beautiful guidance system flowing through you as you. It's such a gift. And remember that our, our heart is a bridge to the universal perspective. So our heart is a bridge to our soul or spirit or God, the universe, whatever you feel to call it. You can call it popcorn. doesn't matter what word you use. It's your relationship to it that matters. Whatever it is that, that's there that can get, you can connect with, use that word. Our heart is a bridge to our source. And our source can see everything that's going on. It has that grand perspective. It has the big picture. And the guidance that comes through into our heart and through us, if we allow the flow of life to come through us, is operating on behalf of everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once, including you. You're included in this. Everybody's included. 
when we follow our heart, we're actually making a choice for all of humanity and our planet. When we make decisions from our head, we're limited based on our human perspective. We're limited based on our programming. We're limited because we can't possibly see what everybody else needs everywhere. But our heart knows. That's the knowing. Our heart knows. Our soul knows. And when we follow our internal GPS and allow the flow of life to move through us, we can have these human experiences. We can embrace our humanness and embody our divinity at the same time. And it's in that space where we really can do both that we're in the greatest service to all. So how do we get there? You get there by listening to this radio show. You get there by reading a book. You get there by listening to music. You get there by talking and having these conversations with other people and and going deeper beyond kind of the surface stuff that us humans tend to appreciate and get caught up in, get all stuck in. Moment to moment, we make a different choice. In the moment we have awareness, we forgive and then go back in and we choose again and, and choose again and choose again and choose again. Over and over and over again. We follow the heart-led living principles. We, I, read, I explained that on one of the other podcast shows and one of the other episodes. There's so many opportunities out there to help you remember the recipe for your remembrance, for you to come back home to self is going to be different than everyone else's. So follow your recipe. Follow the guidance within your heart. Let your internal GPS be turned on and turned up. And may you trust it. May you trust it more than what anybody else says. So as I'm talking, you take what resonates, bring that into your heart. The last stop always needs to be your own heart. As you're listening and you're reading and you're gathering information out in the world, remember that's all knowledge. The knowing comes in bringing that knowledge into your heart and taking what resonates and letting everything else go. The knowing is the connection to the heart space. The knowledge we gain and what I'm sharing in these episodes and in my book and and, and anywhere else I go in the world through my voice The knowledge I share points to the truth in your heart. And something I say will point to the truth for one person in their heart and won't point for another. It won't resonate and that's okay, but then something else might. So what, when you follow the resonance, that's like following the flow, following the breadcrumbs, following the signposts, many ways to say it following the directions, listening for that internal GPS, 
And the internal GPS can feel like a yes, moving you towards something, and it can feel like a no, drawing you away from something. It's redirecting you in another, another way. My intention is to help you clear all blocks to love, to help you unprogram the learning, to unwind the mind, to, to remember the truth of who you are. Moment by moment, step by step, however long it takes. And as long as I'm here breathing, And probably after I've gone, I'll still do my work from from the other side. But as long as I'm here with my breath, I am devoted to being of service to all of humanity. The calling in my heart has never been stronger. It's been there my whole life to help the world heal, to uplift humanity and the animals and the planet and unite us all. That has been in my heart from day one moment I was in uterine and it will remain in my heart. I'm here to be of service to you and I'm honored to have you tune in and join with me on this platform. And I, and I pray every day that my voice lands in the hearts that it's meant to land in. And I pray every day that the impact I have in the world will have a ripple effect in a way that continues to impact others in all corners of the globe, directly or indirectly. And my prayer is that you remember the truth of who you are. And as you wake up to that, you will be inspired to extend the calling and the gift in your heart. So there's a calling in your heart that I wish for you to say yes to. Just say yes. See what happens. Begin by saying yes, even if you don't know what it is. Yes, I'm willing to answer the call of my heart. See what happens. Yes, I'm willing to follow the flow of life. See what happens. Be open, be curious. Be willing. I love you all. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. It's an honor to walk this path with you, and I look forward to seeing you next week on Life by Divine. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.